Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Prognosis. I'm Laura Carlson. It's day 23 since coronavirus was declared a global pandemic. Today, the government has a plan to help Americans struggling because of COVID-19 by sending them direct checks. But some economists have always advocated for handing out money to nearly everyone, in good times and bad. But first, Today's news. The number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits surged to a record 6.65 million last week. That level was unimaginable just a month ago. As states shut down commerce to prevent the deadly coronavirus from spreading, the weekly jobless claims have been among the first detailed figures to show the devastating hit to the U.S. economy. There will be more unprecedented economic indicators to come. New York's coronavirus outbreak shows no sign of abating, with almost 8,700 new infections and more than 400 new deaths, according to Governor Andrew Cuomo. Cuomo said at the current infection rate, the state is six days away from exhausting its stockpile of mechanical ventilators. Across the country, states' demands for masks, gloves, face shields, and even body bags to help deal with the coronavirus pandemic far outstrips the federal government's ability to respond. This was according to documents released Thursday by the House Oversight Committee. And the Democratic Convention became the latest major U.S. event to announce a coronavirus-related delay. The Democratic National Committee postponed the presidential nominating convention from July to August 17th. Spain reported an increase in coronavirus deaths and new cases. Even the country's severe containment measures have yet to bring the outbreak under control. The country's health ministry recorded its deadliest day on Thursday, with 950 fatalities, lifting the total to more than 10,000. In Italy, the country worst hit in Europe, some signs show the containment measures may be starting to work. New infections slowed on Thursday, while the number of deaths rose slightly. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers, they're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 
5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Now to today's main story. The economic theory behind giving money to everyone in a crisis. Last Friday, U.S. President Donald Trump signed a $2 trillion stimulus package into law. Under the bill, the U.S. government will make direct payments to Americans to help offset the financial hardships the pandemic has caused. Giving everybody money, with no strings attached, has an obvious benefit in an economic emergency. But some economists have been proponents of doing something like this even in a good economy. What's the theory behind handing out money? Should everyone get the same amount? Not everyone agrees. Bloomberg's Joe Weisenthal recently spoke to economist Claudia Sam on the Odd Lots podcast to understand how distributing direct payments works. On Friday, March 27th, the U.S. House of Representatives passed the largest aid measure in American history, a $2 trillion stimulus package that President Donald Trump signed into law. After days of intense discussions, the Senate has reached a bipartisan agreement on a historic relief package for this pandemic. The bipartisan CARES Act will squarely address each of the four big priorities that I laid out in my legislation at the beginning of the process about a week ago. It will rush financial assistance to Americans through direct checks to households from the middle class on down and through a significant and creative expansion of unemployment insurance during this emergency. It will deliver historic Under the stimulus package, direct payments will be made to Americans to help offset the financial hardships that have resulted from the coronavirus pandemic. That number could be as high as $1,500 per person. But what are the arguments for and against this move? weeks ago, prior to the initial jobless claims soaring and the overwhelming evidence that the U.S. was heading into a deep recession, if not a depression, my colleague Tracy Alloway and I had the luxury of talking with Claudia Sam. Claudia is the Director of Macroeconomic Policy at the Center for Equitable Growth, and she is an expert on what it takes to prevent a recession. I wanted to bring in some of Claudia's thoughts about what she thought was necessary. And so for this first segment, she discussed the importance of just giving people money, why you need to just hand people checks from the government in order to stave off a recession. So when I talk about this fiscal response, so in a recession, I think there's two principles that we should be working on. One is we should go wide. So that's this idea of giving money to everybody. So that's, that's covering the breadth. I think it is important, and you're going to hear a lot more people talking about targeted stimulus. People who get sick right now, people who are quarantined, they should get money. They should get more money because they're, they're the ones that are sick. They're, the, they're suffering the most. Give them more. Because right now people are freaking out, right? Because they don't know if they are going to get sick. They don't know if someone in their family is going to get sick. 
Another key point that Claudia brought up was that households have very few financial buffers. Even in a wealthy country, a lot of households just don't have the money to cover emergency expenses. As such, if you give people money, it will be spent. There are many people who are one paycheck, even some cut hours away from serious financial distress. So if you know that about yourself, and you don't know if you're going to get the virus, and you don't know if you're going to be out for two weeks from work, and you won't get paid if you're out, then you're not going to go out and buy like the new washing machine, or put the offer on the house, or you know buy go out to the restaurant. There's just so many things that you'll do right now to cut back because you don't know if Americans across the country do that all at once in the next couple months. That's how you take an economy with a three and a half percent unemployment rate, really solid GDP growth, and turn it into a recession. Because like that, once that dynamic gets going, it doesn't matter how much you give to the like you know five percent of the population that becomes severely ill. We could get past the the virus itself and have the economy already be into a tailspin that you can't then arrest as easily as you could right. Now, we do not have a good safety net. We do not have financial buffers. Like a huge fraction of US households do not have a paycheck's worth, let alone like $500 worth of money just sitting around that they can access quickly. And finally, one of the questions in the stimulus bill is how widely the money should go. Should it go to everyone? Should it just go to people in affected industries? Should it just go to people who have been laid off? Claudia argues that the money should go wide. I, I advocate for this going wide and giving everyone money, not because I think everyone needs $500, okay? I do it because I think that's the thing you can do the fastest, and I think it's the most politically feasible. I mean, nothing is really politically feasible right now, but it feels to me like that is because everybody gets it. Once you get into targeting um, unemployment insurance, food stamps, any of these are a good example, there can be this feeling of, well, I saved up. I worked hard so that when there was a tough time in my life, I didn't have to go get food stamps. Why should I as a taxpayer pay for somebody else to go get food stamps when I know they were out, you know, go taking their kids out to dinner before they, you know, got laid off? And then on top of that, there is research. There is incredibly good research from the 2001 tax rebates and the 2008 stimulus payments that says people will spend it. But, but this, this trope will not go away. I was talking to someone who's been in a lot of conversations with Republican economic staff, and time and again, they say, well, but they're just going to save it. But there are a lot of U.S. households that they keep their spending and their income really closely tied. And a lot of them, like, they don't have a lot of income, right? <laughs> I mean, wage growth has not been good. Like, if you give them money, they will spend it. So I think there's this aspect of if we make sure that everybody knows, we the government is here, we're going to help all of you, then it might give some space to be like, okay, well, now that we've helped everybody, we really do need to especially help those who get hit hard. To listen to Joe's full interview with Claudia Somm, download the March 12th episode of Odd Lots. 
and subscribe to the show for more of the stories behind the markets. And that's it for the Prognosis Daily Edition. For more on the coronavirus crisis from 120 bureaus around the world, visit Bloomberg.com coronavirus. If you appreciate the podcast, please take a moment to rate us and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help more listeners find our global reporting. The Prognosis Daily Edition is hosted by me, Laura Carlson. The show is produced by me, Topher Forges, Jordan Gaspure, and Magnus Henriksen. Reporting by Joe Weisenthal. Original music by Leo Sidrin. Our editors are Francesca Levy and Rick Schein. Francesca Levy is Bloomberg's head of podcasts. Thanks for listening. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Success is more than a destination. It's dedication, it's fortitude, and it's the work, passion, and grit inside of us that comes before all recognition. That's what Stiefel has been doing for over 130 years, and it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest-growing wealth management firms in the country. And Stiefel goes beyond traditional wealth management to offer you a full suite of banking services, direct access to one of the industry's largest research franchises, and a leading middle market investment bank. It's the best of each of us, made better by the best in all. All of us. And that is where success meets success. Find a Stiefel Financial Advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE.